0: Zakaduro and welcome to the movie podcast review of F9 The Fast Saga. My name is Shabazz and of course I am one of your lovely hosts. Alongside me are my other drivers, my co-driver or I guess you guys are in other cars. Uh, In the sporty Toyota Supra is Anthony. Anthony how are you doing today?
1: I I don't drive Toyota Supras. Okay in the
0: Lamborghini uh, what? Lamborghini is fine. No man, you gotta give me a Ferrari, bro. Like, you can't just give me like any car in the Ferrari F one hundred and fifty. I'll take Anthony. That. Anthony, how are you?
1: I am doing well. I am happy in my F one hundred and fifty right now. Nice, not a nice. Ferrari F fifty. Yeah, I think not a called. Ford F one
0: hundred and fifty. Right,
1: <laughs> It's a Ferrari F fifty. Yes, yeah, sorry. My- Clearly,
0: I know my cars. That's why I am here. Uh, and Daniel in the amazingly sporty John Deere tractor. How are you today, Daniel? I don't
2: got drivers. <laughs> I got family.
0: <laughs> so you're not driving the car?
2: No, I'm driving a tractor.
0: Yes, true. You as you clearly,
2: clearly have given to me, and you also gave Anthony the Toyota first, and I actually drive a Toyota. You so. do drive a Toyota. I mean, um, it's no Nissan Skyline, but I'll take it. It gets That's me true. to point A to point B. That is. True. Uh, I'm I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. It's uh, you know, this film is a long time coming. It's crazy to think that we got the trailer for this back at that event in Miami back in. January 2020 yeah. which I think was 10 years ago at this point. I think so. So here we are now, a year
0: and a half later. That's true. That's true. We we had a trailer event for this movie. I, I think the first that I've ever seen of a film do. Yeah,
2: where yeah. it was like it was like a weird party where it's concert. like concert uh, Concert, people dancing and just they were on stage and they're like, hey, check this trailer out, you know, and oh, I think so Stallone introduced Stallone it as there, well, I too. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're very similar tambours of their voice, you know, that's so. it.
0: That's true. That's true. Of course, we're going to jump into the Fast 9 Fast at Fast Nine, F Nine, Fast Saga. This movie has a lot Finine. of names, I think. Fine, I've yeah. been calling it Fine this whole time, uh, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna jump into the review in just a minute. But as always, you can catch a new episode of the Movie Podcast every single Monday, and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes on all the latest movies and series. And don't forget to follow us at the Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Letterbox, and guess what, kids? We're on the TikTok. Is How that, do you do,
2: fellow kids? did I
0: did I already just immediately kick us out of that age bracket right there by saying it like that? well it's actually it's not actually pronounced tiktok it's pronounced oh. tiktok you know yeah, you have to say that's the way the kids europe. say it in europe for sure that's in europe you know it. i think in fast and the furious that's how they pronounce it as well <laughs> they use tiktok quite heavily in this movie as well uh, <laughs> don't forget to leave us a review on apple podcast we're looking for 200 five star reviews uh hopefully by september if you can be so courteous and meet us at the finish line for that please that'd be awesome and go ahead and like check that. out our show notes for all of those links below some announcements before we jump into the today's review we have a new episode up we're talking to the one the only tara strong tara strong is the voice of so many beloved animated and live action characters out there so please go ahead and give that episode a listen daniel did a phenomenal job of talking to tara and also he didn't fangirl too hard i think i think that's one thing daniel that i Uh, want to say about it you kept your cool you kept your cool. I kept man. my
2: cool. Yeah. I mean, I had to edit the episode. So I also edited <laughs> it up the other parts. I where wondered why it was She issued a restraining order. It,
0: it was only five <laughs> seconds long, the episode. I was wondering why. Yeah. Yeah. Was
2: like, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tara Strong.
0: Th- Tara, hello. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so
2: much. <laughs>
0: uh, next week, we have another brilliant guest on our show the one and only Gabriel Berestein, who is the cinematographer for Black Widow. Uh, that's no small feat. We've only got the best of the best here on the movie podcast, including my two other lovely co-hosts with me here. And it's going to be Widow Week. And I'm not saying that with a baby voice, like it's a little week. <laughs> I mean that it's a week where we just talk to a bunch of widows whose husbands have passed away. Oh, God, man. <laughs> No, we're going to be having our review drop for Marvel's oh. Black Widow. So please stay tuned for that. Speaking of reviews, before we again get to this movie, we have so many other brilliant reviews up. We have Luca, A Quiet Place Part 2. Oh, my God. We have so many other ones. Spiral, Conjuring. Just go to our feed and just browse through this thing because you're going to be like, oh, my God, look at all these reviews. Uh, And of course, like I said, Black Widow's coming up soon. We also have the Roadrunner, the Anthony Bourdain story. Zola, and a lot more reviews coming down the low, uh, road. Every Wednesday, we'll be dropping our Loki reviews, so if you haven't already caught up on those ones, please go ahead and give those episodes a listen as well. Let's jump into what all this movie's about. This is called Fast 9, F9, The Fast Saga, directed by Justin Lin, who's returning to the franchise uh, after, what, missing Fast 8, I believe?
2: Yeah, so he, uh, Justin Lin did Tokyo Drift, he did right. Fast and the Furious uh, 4, 5, six. Uh, He didn't do seven. James Wan did seven. That's right. James Wan did seven. F. Gary Gray did eight, and then now he's back in the series. Right.
0: And this is written by Daniel Casey. This is the first Fast and Furious film movie not to be written by uh, Chris Morgan since Tokyo Drift, and this is going to be available in theaters wherever theaters are open. Starring this amazing crew of mechanic spies, Vin Diesel, (laughs) Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, John Cena, Jordana Brewster, Natalie Manuel, Sung Kang, Michael Rooker, Helen Mirren, Kurt Russell, and of course, Charlize Theron. And you know what? We got a chance to watch this movie at the drive-in. That's the only way that you can get a 40X experience for this movie. Uh, I drive an electric car, so I wasn't able to rev my engine, but I did uh, you know, honk my horn in solidarity for whenever a, a silly moment happened in this film. What is this movie all about? I have the one and only uh, impersonator for Vin Diesel right here, looking like he's wearing the tank top from the set of Fast Five. (laughs) Anthony, go ahead and give us a synopsis for this movie.
1: I will not be doing it in a Vin Diesel voice. I don't think you'll be able to understand. No, we won't. Vin Diesel's Dom Toretto is leading a quiet life off the grid with Letty and his son, little Brian, but they know that danger always lurks just over their peaceful horizon. This time, the threat will force Dom to confront the sins of his past if he's going to save those he loves most. His crew joins together to stop a world-shattering plot led by the most skilled assassin and high-performance driver they've ever encountered, a man who also happens to be Dom's forsaken brother, Jacob. Played by John Cena. F9 sees the action hurdle around the globe, and along the way, old friends will be resurrected, old foes will return, history will be rewritten, and the true meaning of family will be tested like never before. No matter how fast you are, no one no one outruns their past.
0: That's what I'm going to tell my kids when they're getting older. I'm like, no matter how fast you are, no one outruns their past. Daniel, yeah. please give us your first reactions to F9, the fast saga.
2: You know, if you know me, you know that I am a fan of these films. Um, but I also say that with an asterisk because I think, you know, I unapologetically love the first 5 versions of the uh, first 5 um entries in this franchise. I think Fast 5 is where one it kind of peaked, but also it, it that's where it kind of teetered on the line between okay, these are guys that have been thrown into a situation now that they, yes, they may have been mechanics in uh, ripping off uh, truck drivers for DVD players. But this is where I could believe uh, where we're ending off with them. And then I think since six, we've been kind of on a, on a steady decline in terms of quality. And as the as the, the stakes get higher, the be- uh, believability gets lower. Um, but one thing I want to shout out these this franchise for doing really well is what these films do really well, in my opinion, is... Their representation and their diversity. Um, th- these are this is a film franchise that proves that you don't need just to have a white dude on the cover for a movie to sell. Um, and they bring an absurdity and big screen action like no other. Whether that's a good thing, we'll, we're going to dissect in this film in our in our reaction in our review here. But um, this film going into it, you know, I have I haven't really been a fan. Of the, I was I did not enjoy Fate of the Furious and I did not enjoy Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I had a lot better time watching this movie because I was watching with you guys, and I think that this movie is unironically hilarious. And I think this movie, that's where I'm kind of struggling with this movie right now, is that I don't know if this movie is embracing the fact that it is absolutely insane or it's leaning into it and it's now a meta commentary on itself. And when you can't distinguish between the two of those things, I think that's where the biggest issue is lying right now. You know, this movie almost feels like it's a triple X movie. There's no stakes. There's, they keep telling us that there's these giant stakes, but they also keep telling us that everyone is invincible. You know, that's kind of a recurring joke with Tyrese in this film that everybody's invincible. And just because you call something out for being ridiculous, it, that doesn't mean you absolve yourself from um from from being that. You all you just put yourself in a situation where you're never going to fear for the lives of these characters, even if you're seeing them go through, you know, like uh friggin' Dom is going to get thrown through a building or like his head's gonna be smashed through the top of a door frame, and he's not gonna even flinch. There's literally a scene in this movie where a dude's just standing on a truck, he hits a highway <laughs> sign overpass that's made out of like steel. And the dude just like, boink. Like, oh, did that just hit me? Like, it, it, he just goes right through it. And, like, you're at this point where, like, man, these people are – they're superhuman. They're invincible. And just because it calls itself they, – like they, it calls itself out on that, it doesn't mean that it, it's okay, right? right? And I think what's been – what the problem is with a lot of these films now is that since Six – They've almost been like a. a, There's two things that they can guarantee you: that no one ever stays dead, and that it's going to be a paler imitation of the last film, and and that's kind of sucks though because I think you have a really cool cast of characters in this, and in five they're they're utilized the best they are throughout the entire series. But this film just just has like these leaps in logic where you're just like, okay, you know, like small slight spoilers. I think there's I think there's a couple things that we have to address Mm -hmm. that will be. That will involve spoilers. So Mm -hmm. if you want to go into Fast and the Furious completely blind, hopefully you didn't watch any of the trailers because that's where it spoiled. So this is literally just us kind of talking from the trailers. But Mm -hmm. there's a moment where, you know, like Dom, like there's a lot of flashbacks in this movie. And Dom's brother is revealed that, you know, he's been here. Somehow Dom has a brother we've never heard about. And he's a he's an assassin and he's you know, he's a great race car driver, but he killed his dad by doing something to his engine. And you're just like, okay, sure. And Dom, who's all about family is like, yes, you were under his hood. So you murdered my dad and now I will race you. And it's like, okay, like that's ridiculous. That's absolutely (laughs) ridiculous. There's also another point in the movie where, you know, they're looking for bad guys and they're like, oh, that guy has cauliflower ears. They must be the bad guys. And it's like, What, like, what, where are we going? And that's literally just the tip of the iceberg of the absurdity that goes on in this film. I'm going to let you guys talk because I I have a lot more to say, but (laughs) I want to, I want, I want you guys to
0: get in here and talk for sure, please. Thank you. Uh, let's, let's jump to Anthony. Anthony, what were your first reactions to this movie?
1: I, I don't even know where to start. I would, you know, let's, you know, I, I'll just say, you know, when a person has, you know, Overstayed their welcome. This movie has overstayed its welcome in Hollywood, I think, or did, not this movie, this series. I think it's mm-hmm. time to move on from the Toretto family and the absurdity that now it's <laughs> this this the, these movies are going towards. Um, I think it's lost its soul of what Fast and the Furious was, mm-hmm. and it's leading to just ridiculousness. And I know Universal seems like they they want to make these these characters, the superheroes of their you know, universe, of, the, of for Universal because they want to get that money to come in and they're trying to do everything they can to make these films yeah. over a franchise, of, right? Oh, they yeah, need a over, franchise. Over and over the top, <clears> but <throat> it is literally overstayed its welcome. I, I, the story, I still don't understand what happened in this movie. It's very <laughs> convoluted and complicated. They brought in this science fiction, science, science fiction slash spy thriller to this franchise, and you lose everything about the Fast and the Furious, which was, were the, the stunts and the, the car driving and the, just that experience, it, it was all ripped out of this film. You, you don't, I think we're talking about it, there's not a lot of action sequences in this movie. A lot there's of not, No. And yep. The dialogue feels like it was written as almost like when they were talking, especially Dom, who, if you watched the very first movie, he was so lively. He's a lively character. He's like he's like, let's race, let's do this. He was just more happier. Now it's just everything he says. It's almost like he he wrote he he read it off a fortune cookie. You know, like these <laughs> yeah these ter- these, these life changing words that mean nothing. Yeah and. Yeah. Everything he says is just useless, in a sense. Like, it doesn't lead anything to the story. No one really right. stops and thinks, yeah, Dom, you're right. You, you know, what you just said makes sense. No, they, they, it's almost like it's ignored. Um, and then the characters, the side characters, they don't lead to anything. They're, they're, the comedy aspect of this film, which is uh, Tyrese and Ludacris, their, their chemistry is not there. They're just not funny. And I don't find, I personally don't find Tyrese funny, so I just lose that aspect of the film. You bring in these characters like Han, who, you know, has passed. In, in the, oh my god, Han is back. Oh my god, I didn't even say that in my yeah. reaction. Han is back. So there's no consequences to there. I'm pretty sure, um, who, uh, who played Han's girlfriend? Giselle? Was that yeah. her name? Yeah, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. I'm pretty sure she's alive somewhere. Yeah, probably. probably there's no consequences. So there's and then you also bring in the fact that Brian is still around. And it just seems weird because you know as an audience member, he that person has passed. So they they don't want to put him, they don't want to give him his rest in peace moment. So there's this continuous call on Brian, and they make him they put his character in weird situations where they they say, Oh, he's off babysitting or he's taking care of little Brian. (laughs) It's just, it's just, and this is where you you realize, man, this movie has overstayed its welcome because they're just trying to find so many things to like tie everything together. But the last movie doesn't make sense because this movie has basically canceled the last movie and canceled the other movies. So yeah, that's my first reaction to this film. It's just super, super complicated and it's overstayed its welcome
0: for sure um for me i i you guys touched on a lot of the points that obviously i want to bring up too i I think one of the things that we talked about yesterday as well was this this franchise now feels like it's going down the soap opera route where Mm. you know this movie is bookended by two action sequences that really aren't memorable and they're just such glorified cgi fests that Again, the stakes never feel high because you know they're going to be fine. So at no point did I feel tense, did I feel like my characters were going to be in trouble. Um, Again, yeah, Tyrese and and Ludacris, for the past you know however many movies that they've been paired together, their characters have had absolutely zero development. They're always still arguing and bickering, and you know that the low-hanging fruit jokes is what they're going to make. They're going to bicker about the same things. They're going to, you know... Just hit on Ramsey like it's it's literally the same thing since seven they're they're doing they're gonna do all of that and they're gonna keep pushing it forward and yeah Vin is dropping these these gemstones of absolute ludicrous wisdom not ludicrous in the movie luda and they're just kind of moving forward this film does not have any attention to the vehicles in it anymore you know you'd go watch these movies to see these beautiful cars these great stunt scenes but all of that feels ripped from this franchise away from it Han. Coming back, I still don't understand exactly how they explain it. They literally do that whole movie magic moment of like, don't worry about it. He's back. And again, that creates this element of, well, we don't have to fear about anyone really dying. And again, no. yeah, with Brian, I think, you know, when you had this beautiful send-off in Furious Seven, if they never acknowledged Brian again, I think as an audience who know that Paul Walker, you know, rest in peace, has passed. We know that you don't have to keep bringing him up and we're okay to move on. But when you're giving him these menial tasks in the background, like it, it we were, I remember on the drive home, we were just strategizing what the next one would be up. Uh, he's on a business trip. Oh, uh, Brian broke his leg and he just, he can't <laughs> drive right now. He's, he's got the COVID. Yeah. So he's sick. He's in bed. Right. Like it just kept, they kept doing these silly things that if they just don't acknowledge it, we're okay to move on. I think as an audience member. Bringing back Mia in this one didn't help that either. Not only did she not feel a part of the Toretto family, because in the flashback sequences she really wasn't important or even you there. Know, I think not there. Yeah, and even like when she has no connect, it doesn't feel like she has the chemistry. And that's the one thing about this movie that we talked about a lot as well was none of the characters feel like they have chemistry. Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, who are supposed to be this Romeo and Juliet love, you know, story. Not Romeo and Juliet, but they're just supposed to be this lovers at heart. I don't feel any of that. I don't feel any of the characters like each other, but they keep calling themselves family. It feels like the most, uh, it feels like a, it feels like an orphanage like or, or a house that just brings kids together. And they're like, you got to just right. stay together and we're, we're family. A lot of, a lot of silliness occurs in this movie. And at no point did I go, yeah, I'm, I'm entertained. I just felt like I was just watching, Things just happened on screen that led to nowhere, that was complicated. I don't know, again, what the plot was about, and I'm sure I'm not supposed to know what the plot is about, but if you're making it this complicated, if you're giving it that many elements in it, clearly you care at some point. Right. A
2: couple things I want to jump off there, Shay, from what you said. Um, Han coming back Uh, again, slight spoilers. But again, we know he's coming back. If they revealed somehow that he came back and they kept that secret, that would have been at least a a bigger surprise because they just built up that Han was coming back. And then they just reveal it as like, you know, Mr. Nobody uh, came to him and he was actually working for Mr. Nobody. So now this is the third retcon in the series where in Tokyo Drift, Han dies. Furious Six, post-credit scene, we learn that actually Han Woods dies, yes, but he was killed by uh Deckard Shaw, who is oh Luke, whatever, Luke Evans' brother. And then now we see the scene one more time, but we see it from the another angle where the car explodes, but uh Somehow we got out and literally the only explanation that we're given is, oh, Mr. Nobody pulled some magic, right? It's like, okay, apparently he has the magic of God to stop the explosion. Um, The other thing is there's, when we were kind of talking about the leaps of logic earlier, you know, uh, of course, this movie gets kickstarted with, uh, you know, Mr. Nobody sending, I guess, a team a message uh, of his, that Cypher, they caught Cypher, but they got taken down, sure, whatever. Um, And then, of course, Dom looks at the footage and he's like, let me zoom in here. Uh Uh-oh, there's another necklace like mine. And you're just like, okay, that's kind of already putting you in the mindset of what to expect for this movie. But Chase, something you brought up that I really loved was... Uh, or i didn't love it but uh the fact that you know like uh jordiana brewster and like uh michelle rodriguez are in this film and like the chemistry they have with dom has gotten less over the years which is crazy because i felt it so much more in the earlier films mm-hmm. and in this film it feels non-existent and john cena who's supposed to be a toretto um it just, it just seems so strange, like the connection they have with one another. And I think one of the biggest problems with this film, like not that the fast saga has been great with writing female characters, but man, they are Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Natalie, Emmanuel, Charlize Theron, like Jordiana Brewster, like they are so underutilized in this film that you could have cut them all out and it wouldn't have made a difference to the plot.
0: Hmm. I, you you know you touch on Shirley starron there and you touch on on the female characters written in these films, obviously with how Hollywood has been you know i use air quotes progressing lately about you know how women have been you know sexualized in previous movies in this film obviously that's taking a bit more of a step back but when you do that you're you're not even writing these characters properly anymore they're they're not giving them anything to do i don't know what michelle rodriguez's role was in this movie jordana brewster just showing up and saying brian's watching the kids again felt silly Charlize theron who is a huge actress um has almost one day of shooting i think on her her two scenes Two, two scenes, scenes in this, this movie, film. but she's supposed to be the spearhead behind this operation. There's really, really silly writing. They try to really make those obvious, low-hanging fruit jokes. And the one thing that is that we haven't touched on yet, which I'm surprised, they go to space. They go to
2: space. And yeah, again, full disclosure, we'll, we'll, let's let's get into the spoilers of this a little bit. But if you, if you don't want to know anything else, if you made it this far, well – you already see in the trailer that they went to
0: space. They and go they to did. space. They they and again, I when I heard, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be crazy," but when they go to space, it is so 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 silly. It is ludicrous. It is Tyrese Gibson, and in fact, I did not mean it's ludicrous and crazy. It's the actor. They it's Luda. They they first of all, I guess they they meet up with Sean, the character from Tokyo Drift, and Lucas Bow-wow. Black and Lucas Bow Wow, yeah. And they meet up, and they have them build some sort of Pontiac, Fiero, space rocket ship oh, car. But they already were making it, They were already working on right? it. Sorry, you're right. Somehow, they,
2: they went. They only went to Germany to get some cars, but it looks like they already had – they somehow got to Germany okay, but they need cars. Okay, they need cool.
0: cars. And now they go to the space station, uh, attach themselves to a rocket, boom, blast off into space. Why do they do this? Because they have to destroy a satellite. I feel like there are other ways to destroy a satellite. I also don't know why they had, why they needed to shoot a car into it, and why a car, like these ludicrous in too fast, too furious was the guy organizing the races. He was the most <laughs> ATL looking guy that was there. You know, he was Luda, and all of a sudden now he is the one of the world's best fighters, and he is the you know, hacking extraordinaire that you've never ever even heard of. He is just blowing people out of their mind with the computer knowledge that he has and the math and the skills. But yet he's still teamed up with Tyrese who's supposed to be, I guess, and I use, and I'm not to be rude, but he's supposed to be the dumber one, you know, just like, that's how they're pairing them smart and dumb. And then they kind of go in and create this, this, this scene of where they have to, you know, and and then there's this moment of where they're like, Oh my God, are we going to survive in space? Or, are we gonna die here? And at no point I'm like, they're not gonna die here in space, duh. And then they just jump out of their car, and then you know, the International Space Station is right there, and they're like, Hey guys, do you mind if we come aboard?
1: They did they did crash through a satellite.
0: They did crash through a satellite using an explosion. Nos.
2: Using NAS, They literally – the satellite explodes, but they, okay. they just kind of drive through and they're like, hey, guys, we're good. You know, and we again, did
0: that. The, the ISS is just like, come on in, guys. We have visitors here all the time. Just, yeah. <laughs> just leave your shoes at the front door and we'll get you back down to Earth, no problem.
2: They did that, and I think this is going to go down. And this will go down. This will be added to the terms like, you know, nuking the fridge, yeah. jumping the shark, throwing the S. Like, this is going to be up What's there. You know, the They ass? launched – uh, that's from Superman, where oh, Superman right. and so that he threw like his yes, S, yes, 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 and it became like a giant cellophane <sighs> thing that yeah, for, somehow, but I remember that now. um that's gonna be up there with uh with with these terms, and I think this is almost like this just feels like they were just like you know, people always make that joke of us going to space and let's do it, and I'm just like, okay, like my <laughs> my only question is now, like where do you go from here yeah? You know, like do they do they do they find a way to time travel? Do they find a way to oh, yeah. do something? You oh, know, like yeah. you know, like I, I wonder. And here's the thing: at the end of this film, again, spoiler warning. If you've made it somehow even further, want, not wanting to know deeper, this movie ends, which I, I wasn't a huge fan of. Uh, you know, these films kind of always end with like, oh, barbecue, me familia. You <laughs> know, which is which is fine, but. You know, it, it ends with like them, like Mia and Dom talking like, oh, everybody's at the table, surrounded each other. Everyone's good. The bad guys who were bad in this movie are all now chilling. We're all they're all at the cookout. They all made it. But like now this movie ends with like the blue car coming in a blue Nissan coming Skyline, in. Yeah. Skyline Cleansant parks. And if this was the last Fast and the Furious movie. I would have actually liked that ending more mm-hmm. because it gives me the hope that, hey, you know what? that's a you he had a beautiful send-off in furious 7 that's the best part of that movie you have the skyline pulling in hey you know what brian in this world he's there and he's with his family that's the most important part but now that it's just ending that way it feels like it feels like they're trying to recreate the ending of furious 7 over and over and over Mm. where it almost feels like it's a it's a disservice at this point and i get i get they're trying to keep his character alive in the world and anthony we were talking about that especially when you were diving into your discussion but it almost just feels like a little just it's almost calling attention to it too much where you're just like man like you know maybe mia didn't need to be in this story you know Mm -hmm. the last movie dom turns evil you don't think brian's gonna show up for that like and that's why they need to i feel like they're they need to address like how they are telling these stories because it's just opening up too many questions for us going in. And again, we're not going into these movies expecting reality. We're not going in expecting, we know there's going to be mindless, uh, like a mindless action to them. Right. But when you have a movie that's trying so hard to be like a mission impossible, there's never once that you're thinking of the stakes of what these characters are going through. And keep drawing attention to brian doing something it just feels more like a disservice just sunset the character yes unfortunately you have to also kind of sideline jordiana brewster's character mia but let them have their life together that's what you wanted them to have don't keep drawing them back into this life if you're not going to do anything about it right Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i was gonna say um like and this goes back to my theory it's overstated it's welcome like clearly they're just pulling. You know, stories out of their butt to try to make the audience, <laughs> their their audience. I don't know. I am I wasn't happy when I keep seeing you know this barbecue cook. They end this film always with a barbecue cookout. Ended with a cliffhanger. I know there's going to be what ten and eleven, but at least ended with a cliffhanger, so it gets me excited for the next film. You keep ending on a barbecue cookout. It's disrespectful for me as a viewer because it clearly. States like you're trying to recreate this movie over and over again Mm -hmm. from uh uh, what was the what was the first um, the Furious the Fast and Furious six is when they started to really get over the top I would say Fast and Furious six Fast and Furious six They try to recreate that from that point on the same movie over and over and over again. It's as an audience member and who loves you know the first five Fast and Furious. It's disrespectful. Like, give me something. Don't give me mindless stories that don't make sense. Don't just throw cars into other cars. You have the opportunity to make practical effects. We know practical effects work. They don't use practical effects. They just use CG. We know we have great actors who can tell great stories. And they're not doing it. They're just, Mm -hmm. it's all, and you can see it's just for the money. And I clearly see it. It's just, they just want to make money on this film. And it's hurting I, this movie yeah. in the long run. And you can see it in reviews. I I think people, like, I think even fans of Fast and Furious are going to look at this and say, man, this is ridiculous. Now it's getting to a point that's ridiculous. Like, I don't even right. get this story anymore. Mm.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, something I said, like, there, and, and you know the problem, Anthony, is that there are practical effects in here, but because they're so just... So ordinary looking like the whole like the the big idea in this one is um, here's uh, a magnet thing that we're going to have like a big magnet gun that could grab magnets and shoot magnets and do that kind of stuff. That stuff gets lost because I think they actually did flip that truck. But that gets lost when you see the absurdity of, oh, they're also going to space. And yes, they're also going to be attaching a car to a bridge and flinging it. Across another cliff, and then they're also going to be driving up a a bridge that's collapsing. You know, like the begin the first sequence in this film looks exactly like Jurassic Park. Shay, I want you to tee up because I have another Star Wars um, reference I want to bring up in this film. But I want you to say, you know, yesterday you made a great point about, you know, this like this movie makes a lot of Star Wars references, and you, you had a great tweet about it. So I want you to tee that up. But the other the other Star Wars reference that this film makes is that. Somehow everybody needs to be related to one another. Um, without any reason for them to be. And that's mm-hmm. the problem that the Luke's, the, the Skywalker saga had, right? Where it's like, somehow all these characters have to be connected somehow. But yeah, I'll let you uh, yeah, bring up it, your Star there Wars There was take. a moment
0: where, you know, Charlize Theron and this other character, whose name I forgot, I don't think has even had her name in the movie. Um, they're just going back and forth because she's like, oh, are you like, you know, Luke Skywalker? He's like, no, I'm more like Han Solo. Oh, you're more like Chewbacca. I have a Millennium Falcon. And they're doing it so much that I was like, well, OK, you know, as a good writer, you want to just maybe throw in one reference and then the audience goes, I know what that is. And then they just kind of latch on that. They dropped six references to Star Wars in a row just to back get to, to the back. joke, just back to back, just to get to the point that he's a puppet. Because they end off on you're Yoda and he's and she's like oh because I'm like wise and greed and all like, no because you're a puppet and I I felt like they were hoping to be a mic drop moment but because it took so long to get there it was like well why why though is just are you guys like Star Wars fans like what is this doesn't yeah. <laughs> make he, sense
2: he didn't seem to know who Yoda was right at the beginning too because no, he's like he, he's like you're Yoda and he's like oh the, like the the little green guy and it's like almost like trying to t- explain the joke to the audience.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. If my my audience, Lord. Like Anthony mentioned this. I don't know if Fast fans are going to be still on board um, or if this yeah. is their last stop because it it just got to a point where it it kind of felt insulting a little bit. And I'm, I'm trying to – and I'm not – again, I know a lot of movie podcasts. We try not to be disrespectful to these movies. But it just – I felt this was a, a point in the, in the franchise now where – they weren't taking us seriously because again, you're bringing back characters. So why should I ever feel any sort of thrill when thrill involves consequence? Then there's no consequence in a movie. You are immediately telling me that I will get from point A to point B without even having to wear a seatbelt.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's, um. Yeah. it's, it's, it's very, you know, it's upsetting. There's no stakes and, you know, there's, there's no more gas in this tank. No. It just feels like there's no more gas in this tank.
0: One more thing that I also wanted to mention was when we were st- starting the film and the movie's about the beginning, we were listening to the soundtrack of the film and we kept saying to each other, "Hey, when do you think this song is going to drop?" Because the franchise is is known to just randomly insert you know needle drops, and it, honestly, it works. Like it, it was a fun part of the, in the of the franchise where randomly they're driving and like this you know kick ass song would come in. In this movie. I don't I at least I if I'm correct me if I'm wrong I don't recall a single original song ever really coming into the movie until the very end. Maybe. There was two at the
2: beginning um but there were two kind of back to back songs but again I think the songs two weren't memorable enough to no. really make an impact on what with the what was going on. And I think and that's just the the soundtrack as well right as a whole like there was um nothing really too memorable in this it just feels like You know, this is the ninth entry of this series, right? Nothing, There's nothing that feels new in it other than it getting more and more absurd each time. Mm -hmm. And now we're here in the ninth entry, technically the 10th because we had Hobbs and Shaw. We have two more movies coming, right? So how many trilogies of films is that going to end up being? It's going to be like four trilogies worth of movies that when you look at everything kind of past five,
0: they just all blur together. Right? Yeah. You know, we've been talking about this movie for for quite some time today, and I'm sure there's more thoughts that we probably have. Is there anything that you folks wanted to add before we kind of, you know, get these cars into our garages?
2: No. No. I'm good to we're ready to uh, we're ready to get to our recommendations we're ready to
0: ready to go before we get to that recommendation of course don't forget to follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram Twitter TikTok, and letterbox we are always mm-hmm. staying up to date on there and we're going to have a lot more fun and interesting things pop up uh, we have brand new episodes dropping every single Monday and some great reviews dropping throughout the week let's get into our final recommendation let's kick it over to Daniel Daniel what would you like to tell the audience About F9, the Fast Saga.
2: You know, this is probably the biggest movie that has released this year. I think what this movie does great is that it's it's somehow up the stakes from the last film. And again, not that that's a great thing, but it's at least found a way to, let's say, you know make me laugh with you guys for mm-hmm. two and a half hours of just the, the absurdity of it all. So I had a really good time in that sense, watching this movie with you guys, even though the, the story does not make sense. The stunts aren't memorable. Um, also that it just feels like, you know, this movie is just, grasping at a way to find a reason to exist um for myself you know if you're a fast and the furious fan i think at this point especially if you're a fan past five if those are where your favorite movies lie you know this is probably going to be exactly what you want and expect from the series um so i would say like you know (sighs) for For myself, like at the end of the day, it's a skip it for me. This is not a film that I will really think about again. It's a film that I really kind of forgot, even though we just watched it last night um It hasn't stayed in my brain at all other than like the absolute absurdity of it all uh It's a skip it for me if you're a fan of the Fast and the Furious series, you're gonna go see this movie anyway if you're somewhere where theaters are open and you're looking for an escape and you want to watch something on the big iMAX screen. Maybe the Jurassic Park uh, preview will be worth it, in the, it alone. But for me, there's not much gas left in this tank. And I really don't know where
1: we could take it from here.
0: Thank you, Daniel. Anthony, what about yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm going to also say skip it. It's it wasn't a film for me. And it's sad because this film. I'm a, I love cars like I love Fast and Furious. Like this is supposed to be a film for me. And it wasn't. It was. It was totally a mess everywhere. And I can't, in my, you know, recommend this to anyone. But if you are a fan of Fast and the Furious series, I think you are gonna watch this movie, and you might come out of this saying, you know, this, you know, it's time to end this series. And I maybe, maybe they'll end it with ten and not have to go to eleven, um, which would. Which would just so, end on an even number rather than this odd number that they want to end, you know. On. But yeah, it's it's a it's a skip. It.
2: I think uh, you know something that you said to Anthony was uh, you know this. I think it was you that said Anthony this movies also kind of boring, and it's like the only thing worse than like a movie that doesn't make sense is a, a boring movie that doesn't make sense, and mm. that's kind of where we are right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's 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 obviously a lot that we we didn't get to, to touch on in this film. One of the things that I thought was crazy is you have this world where there are, you know, Idris Elba as a superhero in Hobbs and Shaw, but in this movie for John Cena's character to get from point A to point B, he has to use a repel like it's in 1940s. The technology sometimes doesn't add up in these films. And you, when you kind of like, don't understand your own world that you've created, it, it kind of shows once the movie starts to run out of gas, I'm going to give this movie a skip it as well. Um, It'll probably do really well, the box office. I mean, right now it's kind of doing okay. So we're going to see what happens. We haven't started Fast 10 yet in production. So I wonder if they're going to take the feedback from this one and apply it. I mean, you know that we're going to be there for Fast 10, Fast 11. We'll be giving our reviews. Uh, and, you know, we want to thank you all so much for listening to this movie podcast review of F9, The Fast Saga. Don't forget, you can catch a new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday. And watch out for a review episodes on all the latest movies and series. Don't forget to follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget to check out our show notes down below for all those links and more. That was this time with The Movie Podcast and salute Me Familia.